Hi, I'm Dr. Amy Robbins, and welcome to Life, Death, and the Space Between podcast. I'm a licensed clinical psychologist and medium, and here we explore life, death, consciousness, and what it all means. So as uh, several of you know who've been listening, I'm really into this channeling concept these days. So today I have Jesse Herman on the show. Jesse has been channeling the non-physical entity group called Vagrian since 2019. Their messages of love and wisdom have come through to aid in guiding humanity into unity consciousness in these challenging times. When she is not transmitting Vagrian, she works as a coach, chronic energy healer, and is a mother to two amazing human beings. Welcome, Jesse. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for everybody who has supported the podcast. So there's so many ways you can support the podcast and the work that I'm doing. One, you can spread the word about the podcast. So share the podcast with someone you know, repost my anything on social media. If you are a therapist listening to the podcast and you have a client who you think would benefit, share it with them. This podcast has grown completely organically. It is all because of you all sharing the podcast. And we are coming up on a million downloads, which is amazing. Other ways that you can support the podcast is through Patreon. So if you would like to become a patron, you can go to Patreon, put in Dr. Amy Robbins. You can find different tiers to support the podcast at the $5, 10 or $20 level or any other denomination. And my $20 supporters do get once quarterly Zoom calls with me. They've been fabulous. For a while, I was doing them for all the supporters, but now I am closing that down to just the $20 a month supporters. I really want to honor those who are really committed to supporting the podcast. What a difference this makes for me. And I'm so grateful. If you benefit from the podcast, if your life has shifted or changed as a result of the podcast, please help me continue to help you have on these great guests. Also follow me on Instagram, Dr. Amy Robbins. I love hearing from my listeners, trying to do my best to be quick to respond. And lastly, rate, review, and subscribe. That is super important. I also love reading the reviews. So you can rate the podcast, but you can also review the podcast. Thank you all for all of your support, for all of your love, for all of your helping to collectively raise the consciousness of this planet. I am so incredibly grateful. So, okay, tell us a bit about how this unfolded for you. Okay, so um, I always had, uh, since I was a child, some like extrasensory perceptions. And as a kid, you know, wanting to fit in and being guided by your parents, I kind of shut everything down because I didn't want to be weird. And uh, that continued into my 30s. And I didn't want to be strange. I didn't want to be weird. And so um, when I started to have inklings about these extrasensory perceptions coming back, I, again, pushed them down and tried to keep them in. And that was around the time when I was pregnant with my daughter. So being pregnant with her, I think, opened up sort of like the ability to access other consciousness. And then um, on my 40th birthday, I got a little bit um, annoyed (laughs) and irritated with this constant request of what I perceived of as an external energy to do what I had since learned was channeling. And um, in my stubbornness, I said, you know what, I'm going to prove to this energy that none of this is real. 
that it's not possible, that I'm not a channel, that I'm not involved in this thing at all, and they should go bother somebody else, you know? Um, and I said, okay, well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to like allow it. Mm. And uh, I lay down on my bed and hit record on like a, you know, a recording software on my phone. And 20 minutes later, when I woke up, there were messages there. So originally I thought like, okay, well, I'm crazy because I don't remember saying these things and they don't sound like me. And it doesn't sound like something I would say. It sounds a lot more, you know, um, universal and intelligent than myself. Mm -hmm. And uh, I still try to keep it um, under wraps until I start to meet people who are interested in channeling. And eventually sort of like through their interest of, um, in channeling in general and, and finding out a little bit about other channels, I said, you know what, I'll give, I'll give it a shot. Like I'll see what happens if I'm in a group environment. And that's just when everything took off. I mean, I was able to transmit things that there's no way I could know. And at that point I knew, well, I'm not crazy. Something's actually happening. So um, yeah, it was a really interesting um, and very resistant <laughs> initiation into channeling. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And what is the, I know they don't like, it's, it's, they talk about this in the book. It's really hard to even use mm -hmm. words like, like yeah. they is right. assuming it's a group of beings. Right. Um, but what is this entity group and, okay. and what is the name mean? You talk about okay. this a little in the book. Yeah. So um, at the beginning, obviously, everyone had the same sort of questions that you're asking. That's a very normal question to go, well, what is this energy? Where is it coming from? What is its message and purpose? And uh, to solve the problem of people continuing to ask, like, well, what's your name? Um, they did give a name. And again, this was still in the, in the period where I was extremely skeptic about my role in this and very skeptic about exposing myself and making this something that was part of my life. I really didn't want to. And uh, they said, well, we'll give you a name, but it's not actually our name. It's just for your own convenience um, to have like a label. And so they had transmitted the name Vagrian or Vagrian to me uh, visually. So I saw it the way you see it on the book cover. So in the book cover, it's like uh, letters are split into groups. It's the V-A-G-R-E and I-N. So I saw it visually like that. And um I didn't speak it when I was channeling, but I it's sort of like it was visually given to me. And when I went to look up that word, which I didn't know what it what it was, there was only one entry on the internet. So like that's already pretty astounding because <laughs> like there's nothing you look up on the internet that doesn't mean anything, right? And the only entry on the internet was this um like baby names page and it it was a strange entry because it wasn't even that it was like a baby name. It wasn't used at all. It was like, you know how like they normally have statistics about, it was just like almost like a, an entry that was added. And on this baby names page, the meaning of this word was uh, seeking ends when sharing begins. Now, I can't find this page anymore, <laughs> but I took that as sort of like mm. a direct message to me that my own um, spiritual seeking or looking outside of myself would only come to an ending once I started sharing my gifts. And that's also a very clear message that Bagreen does transmit to um, people when they are in conversation with them that, you know, our really purpose for being here is to share exactly who we are as we are with humanity. And that's why we're here. So until you start sharing, you're not really 
going to stop looking outside of yourself. It's really the sharing that makes the difference. So I pulled out some really interesting, I guess, quotes, for lack mm -hmm. of a better word. Um, uh, creation loves the fool and the wise man, and often they are one and the same. Creation loves the sinner and the saint, for they too are the same. There can be no one and no thing that is not in its full being, everything all at the same time. There is no right and wrong. There is only oneness. Looks like it might have gotten cut off. <laughs> I copied it. Yeah. Potentially. Um, it, yeah. So this message that comes through yeah. is one of you of unity, of oneness. What yeah. does that mean to them? Why are they channeling? What is their purpose in communicating through you to us? The message that I've gotten from them about this is that uh, we're in a transition anyways. Right. We're as humanity, as consciousness, as consciousness of this planet, we're in a transition to an understanding because actually reality, from what I understand, isn't isn't based on separation. Everything that is, is right. So um, we're in a transition of waking up to that understanding that nothing can be separate or nothing actually is separate. There is individuation, but there's nothing that's separate from anything else. Cause and uh, effect is all one. And we're now waking up to that transition. It's a quite painful wake up to go through without guidance mm. because it does require looking at our misperceptions and what we have done, what we have to mm, reckon with ourselves um, in having believed in separation in the first place. The behaviors that we've had with our, not only ourselves, but even, you know, the resources of the planet or everything on a physical plane that we've been living up until now has been based in separation, in a belief that survival is required by dividing oneself from everything around them. Um, and Vagrian and many other sources, there's so many right now on this planet um, and in, in human form as well, and sort of energies that come externally or what seems to be externally. Um, are the escorts, are the aides and the guides and just the helpers to help us to love ourselves through that transaction, through that transition, um, as we understand that we are all one. And uh, in a almost like a forgiveness, though they wouldn't say it was forgiveness because they don't believe, like there's no actual, there's nothing to forgive because there was no sin, <laughs> everything being one, um, but to help us to understand that through this transition that we're like doing our best to get through it. So when you say there are other non-physical entities, mm -hmm. do they talk to you about those other ones? And have you come across anybody else who channels this same group of entities? And if you did, or I guess like, what are the different messages that different entities bring in, right? We have, and you talk about this in the book, Abraham Hicks, mm -hmm. um, you know, I had Paul Seligan a couple of weeks ago. He talked about channeling Christ consciousness. There's a woman I know who channels Yeshua, which I guess is Christ. There's people who channel Mary, Mother Mary. Um, so I'm just curious your thoughts on that. Well, um, again, that's been asked of Irene and uh, their thoughts on it or their explanation of it is that it really is all the same energy. It's all exactly the same energy. It is divided into different parts so that we 
as individuations can digest it. So there will be someone, you know, I think this is probably even a quote from the book, but there'll be someone who can hear the words Christ and listen to that message and receive it in a very different way than someone who maybe believes in aliens or in a different way of someone who believes in angels. And um, the same energy now is using different channels, using different forms, using art, using expression, using us as, as beings to continue to remind us this unity consciousness. So I haven't specifically met anyone who's like claimed to or says that they're channeling exactly the same energy as Dagrian. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if that was the case at all. You know, how they would identify that, I have no idea. Because again, they have only given themselves that name for our convenience. And it's they because um, the only reason why it's a plural is because to say it was a singular would imply that it was something specific. So it's not even um, like a group, like 10 or 15 or 20 or 70. It's more just to remove the idea of a singularity to, so that we can understand it in a more broad um, spectrum than. Yeah. Does it seem like the, these different non-physical entities are maybe channeling different parts of the same message. Cause again, like this seemed to be a lot about unity consciousness mm -hmm. when Paul and I spoke, a lot of it was around not being fear-based, mm -hmm. you know, not responding out of fear, yeah. um, which all seemed to be sort of um, pieces of a larger pie. And I do really feel like that's the case. Like, you know, I haven't listened to very many channels. I have a lot of trouble absorbing channel material. I think that's probably one of the, like, the, <laughs> the safety mechanisms on what I do. But I do know that, like, um, if you listen to something like Abraham Hicks, it is very different. It is very much based upon the law of attraction. And therefore, it has its flavor. And like, you know, you've just mentioned that Paul has his flavor. And then, you know, someone like Bashar has another flavor. And there's so many, there's, there's so many different channels. Uh, there's cryon. I mean, there's, there's just so much going on right now. Ladians. Yeah, exactly. Which is like an alien source. And uh, I mean, there's just so much going on. So mm -hmm. I do think that it is a question of like, the ingredients are all the same. And then the way you put them together in a soup is what gets served to whoever wants to eat that particular soup, you know, but the, the source ingredients are really being drawn from the same, the same thing. And of course there will be things that are more palatable to some people and more that are palatable to others. Um, and of course there's always, you know, the risk of like, you know, a channel, let's say someone like me putting in my own ingredients, you know, so you have to try and stay pure to what's just coming through and stay as like mm, distortion free as possible. Mm -hmm. And how yeah. do you do that? And how um, do you I, recognize the difference between what is your mind that it's creating, what your mind is creating and what is pure yeah. um, conscious channeling? Well, in my case, I go into full trance channeling. So I don't have, I don't know the other channels you've spoken to, but I don't really have that problem um, because I'm not actually there. <laughs> so um, my mind isn't actually on at all when I'm channeling that it will very rarely come on if, um, if like something physical happens in my environment. Like if the internet goes off when I'm channeling um, online, um, Vagreen will notify me to come back, right? So they're very on the ball and they can contact me. 
but uh, the majority of the time I'm not here at all. So for me to, I actually don't know what's happened in any of the sessions unless I go and listen back to it, which I also rarely do. Um, you rarely do. Yeah, I rarely do. I mean, for a long time, I had some other people transcribing for me. Right now, I have a backlog of hundreds of channels, uh, things that I have to transcribe. So <laughs> so um, there's a lot of like sessions that I have no idea what was transmitted. But um, I get sort of the energetic flavor of it, but not the conscious awareness of what's happened. Mm, and why why don't you go back? Um, it's very time consuming. That's the first uh -huh. thing. It's also for me, um, when I'm channeling, I'm getting energy, like I gain energy and I'm not, I'm really refreshed afterwards, but I found that if I, um, if I go back and like, listen to what I've channeled when it's not like putting it in a book or working on it specifically for transcribing, like if it's just to listen, I find that, that it kind of gets very drained. It's mm. probably like my own personality contract, like analyzing it and like being self-conscious. There's some element of it that mm -hmm. is like for my own system isn't um, isn't really great. So I mean, I get it. I never listen to my own podcast once <laughs> they're recorded <laughs> ever, ever, ever. <laughs> but I feel like it's because I'm here. So I know what right. I'm saying, but I'd yeah. be I wonder if I'd be curious to hear what they were saying if I wasn't conscious of it. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, that's, I think that's, again, that's another thing that is probably like the hallmark of a channel is that, um, I very, I have very little personal association with the work I do. Like mm. I just get out of the way, let that happen. And then I really do give credit entirely to like, I didn't do anything <laughs> when I'm channeling. I didn't do anything. My job is like to put the books together or to edit, you know, the text or to like, you know, come on a podcast, talk to people. Like that's what I feel my job is in this collaboration. And then the content is really up to them. Got it. So your job is to just, you're like the middleman. Yes. You're getting the message out. There. That's right. Yeah. Um, but they are, they're the, the creator of it. They're the wholesaler. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> So this was interesting. It says a stigma surrounds channeling and channeled material, even amongst those of you who are open-minded. There is confusion that through this format, one is talking to something outside of or higher than their own state of consciousness. We are not outside of you. We are not higher than your consciousness. All is possible and is available and all is on its way. All is you. Mm -hmm. So how does that make sense? How do you make sense of that with also what you said, which is you get out of the way, but yet this is all of our collective consciousness that is not necessarily higher. It's yeah. just a consciousness that we can't access. We don't access. Um, yeah, block. I would say more don't is probably more accurate than can't. I don't think can't would be the clearest term. Um our beliefs are really, really powerful. And anything that you believe to be true really is in your experience. So the fact that there has been historically so much resistance to human beings um, being their own authority, right? And having their own access to divinity. You know, there's always been a middleman. There has always been religion or there has always been, you know, cultural middlemen between you and the divine. You had to go to a, a 
a place of worship. You had to speak to a man of God, you know, before you were allowed to have access to God or access to highest consciousness or your own consciousness would be my um, perception of it. So um, I think in terms of the quote that you just read out, what they're trying to explain is that there, there really is no middle man. You can um, access this aspect of yourself, the divine aspect of yourself or the uh, aspect of yourself that has higher wisdom on your own. Um, and that is also where we're heading to. So I think that there, in a lot of the channeled material that they offer, they want to remind us that there's nothing really special, like in terms of like better than about, um, about any channeled material or about, you know, any of this stuff or about someone who can channel as opposed to someone who can't, that it's really just a question of um, the information is there and it is accessible to all. It's really who we are. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, I mean, if anything in the book resonates with you, then it means that it was already in you. That's what resonance is. It's just that it's being brought from the inside into your broader consciousness where you can go, oh yeah, I recognize that. I, I resonate with that because I recognize that that is a truth that I can feel in my being, you know? Hi, everybody. I have a new offering that a few of you have taken advantage of so far, and it is a spiritual consultation. So, so many of you had reached out to me with like questions or wanting to know how to open up more, wanting to know, you know, what you should do in this area of your life or that area of your life that I thought I would just try to offer a new way to connect with me. So these are spiritual consultations. They can be 30 minutes, an hour, an hour and a half. And in that time, we talk about kind of what questions you have, whether it's about opening up more spiritually, whether it's about something in your life. And we really kind of come to an understanding and a conclusion about what the next steps you need to take to achieve that are. Again, this is new to me. I've done a few of them. They are phenomenal. I am so enjoying them. It is not a therapy session. Be clear. It is not a therapy session. It is not a medium reading. It is somewhere in between. So it is using, we, we incorporate meditation and intuition and um, manifestation and intention and all of this in like a very brief period of time, but it has been extremely powerful. And the people that I, I believe that have done it have walked away feeling like they really had something tangible that they could carry with them and um, help them move their life forward. So if this is something you're interested in, please reach out to me. I don't have a lot of um, spots for them. So I'm only doing maybe one or two a month, but um, really keeping a wait list for those who are interested. So you can find that on my website if you want to dramyrobbins.com and you can go on there and click on spiritual consultation and I will get you scheduled. It might be a month or two out, but I am I'm trying to get everybody who's interested in. So Go ahead and check that out. If you have any questions, just email me about it through the website as well. Yeah. How has the channeling, how has channeling this, the Vagrian, changed how you live? How has their messages impacted you, changed you? Because I, I love all the messaging that these channels bring and, or that these entities bring, sorry. And then how do we integrate that into our lives in a practical way? Because I think sometimes there's, yeah. it's, it's pretty heady stuff and it can be very esoteric. It's like, okay, how do we bring this down into an app, into a life application? Yeah. Um, 
Well, since I've been channeling, my life has completely shifted. Um, not just because of the work I'm doing and that like I do different things now, but like in the absorbing of um, probably the concepts that I'm channeling quite frequently anyway. Um, there's a lot of freedom because uh, in sort of the repetition of hearing this message, you know, of unity and that everything is exactly as it needs to be. There's a lot of freedom and just self-acceptance. Um, so I would say that like, if someone wants to bring any of these concepts down to like a day-to-day reality situation, probably the first one would be like, you are exactly where you need to be at all times. Like even in your struggles, the struggles are there to give you that next push to whatever it is you're wanting to learn. And, um, having sort of faith in yourself more so than like in even in a higher power, but in yourself as a higher power almost mm, mm-hmm. um, is a great way to, to live in general. Right. And then, yes, there's tons of esoteric concepts, but the truth of the matter is, is if you really do understand or start to understand, or even want to be curious about the fact that like, Hey, maybe everything really is connected and maybe everything really is um exactly as it needs to be, including all the horrible negative stuff. Like you can still feel the emotions and acknowledge that something's not right and you would like it to be different, but mm-hmm. the acceptance that this is what is right now, you know? Um, so in terms of practical life, it's just a little bit at a time. And it's just the intention to want to to want to understand it or to want to get it that I think really helps people. Mm-hmm. What are the energetic forms of service that they talk about? Um, so, yeah, they speak about this energetic forms of service, and that is very much um, like what you would call like maybe holding space, but not even actively. You know, have you ever met like people who they're not really studying you know, meditation and they're not really that philosophical or whatever, but they're just in their presence you just feel well, you know, they might not end up being your best friend. They might not end up being someone you have a super connection with, but they're just, they're just there as like a pillar of, of that, that goodness almost. Mm -hmm. They're not trying to be good. They're not doing anything specific or special. They're not getting up on stage and telling everybody what they need to know. But these are like very simple situational beings that are, are here for humanity, like holding space. And um, I feel like that might be my son. Yeah, it might be, you know, they're, they're all over the place and they go really unrecognized a lot of the time. And the other thing is, is like Vagrian likes to, well, you know, I have a lot of contact with people who come to Vagrian about like, oh, what's my life purpose? A lot of people who really, really want to help humanity, you know, and some of these people come and they're like, well, you know, I really want to help humanity, but also I really just like, um, I really just like knitting hats for babies. Right. And that's their passion. Right. Mm-hmm. But they're like, yes, but I should be doing this or I should be doing that. And Vagrant's like, no, if you like knitting hats for babies, like knit, you're changing someone's life by knitting a hat for a baby. Do you know what I mean? Like they're they're always going to come back to whatever feels good for you to be doing is probably the highest form of service that you can offer. And it doesn't need to be glamorous or like you don't need to end up being a teacher. You don't need to have out of body experiences. You don't need to have to do anything really as long as it's what's really lighting you up Mm. and so like energetic forms of service is is that as well and 
And they also talk about everything being channeling. Yes. Yeah. Which I think is an interesting concept because I, I think about certainly when there are sort of those, someone like Van Gogh or Mozart or mm-hmm. um, these, you know, artists that have been, their work has been, has stood the test of time and almost in, I mean, even Steve Jobs, right? Like these, these Elon Musk, these creators, and it almost feels like it's not of this world. Right. Yeah. But how do the rest of us tap into that? Well, I think the first thing you have to understand is you don't know how you call your personality into your body every morning when you wake up. Like you don't know how that happens. Nobody, no scientist has ever gone like, well, your personality is in your body, right? Like there's, there's no, um, there's no scientific proof that you're not actually just tuning every morning to the radio station that is you, right? So that is sort of like how Bagram would explain, like we're all channeling. Channeling is really just tuning into a specific frequency. The way that I do it in terms of channeling them is like I said, I kind of leave, right? But right before I leave, it's like I turn a radio dial to that frequency. And then I'm like, I just leave the room and let like someone else talk with them, right? Um, What we all do every morning is we call in our, our beingness, the thing that animates us, our soul, our, our anima, you know, like what is it that makes you, you every day? And how does your body, if we're physical beings, how does your body call in the same personality every day? Like your brain might remember things. Sometimes but- I feel like it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't, right? <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Sometimes I'm like, why did this version of myself wake up today? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Right. Yeah. And maybe like, maybe, right. That's, that's another thing to look at. Like maybe you didn't eat the right thing the day before and then you're grumpy the next day. Do you know what I mean? So you're not quite dialing into the same version of you. And that Mm -hmm. totally makes sense because it really is about the connection between your beingness and your body. Right. So Mm -hmm. we're all super experts. We're super experts at calling something in all the time we're doing it all the time. So um, like someone like, you know, Van Gogh or Mozart, they're calling in a portion of consciousness, like a portion that has that specific talent that is then, you know, meant to be shared. Right. But um, an interesting also, the interesting thing also happens on our planet is that um, people, when they get inspirations, if they don't act on it, like someone has like writer's block or, you know, whatever it is, they have this great idea for a book or a movie or whatever, and then they sit on it guaranteed within a couple of years, somebody else puts that book together because mm. we're not, we're, we're totally being offered the collective consciousness. And like, it's like, Hey, do you want to, do you want to take the ball and, and make the shot or not? Because we've got, you know, 10 other people sitting on the bench who are willing to do it. Right. Oof, so I got to get moving on some stuff. <laughs> well, yeah. Cause if it's, if it's been offered to you, it's yours for the taking, right? Like, so that's why our dreams and our passions are so important because when you have a desire for something or to do something or to be someone or to create something, that's not yours. That's an offering that you have from collective consciousness. We're all connected, right? So either you're going to do it or somebody else will. And that's just been proven over and over. So the people like Elon Musk, you know, who, who keeps grabbing, you know, the ball 
and keeps having the inspirations because he, he jumps on them. There's something about his personality that goes like, I'm going to do this. And I don't have any belief that's going to say to me that I'm not right. So he's very good at eliminating limiting beliefs. This guy believes he can do anything. And mm-hmm. so he does. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Same thing with like an artist, you know, someone like Van Gogh, who, who had his demons, of course, did not have his demons on the canvas. So he went and he did the work, even though nobody understood it, right? And that's, uh, that's how we're constantly channeling. So channeling in the way that I do it is only translation of the conceptual concepts that are being asked to be delivered, right? It's not, there's nothing uh, specifically special about it, except that it's presented in a certain way. Artists are always channeling, for example. Or even like, you know, when you're cooking a meal for your family, that's channeling as well. Mm-hmm. Something about you that knows what's going to go good together, right? Or the recipe tells me what to Or the recipe. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. never the being I wake up with. Okay. I never wake up with that being. Okay. Um, so, and it's interesting too, because they say that this intelligence is, is always available to us. Yeah. And the way that you're talking about it really does make it seem like it's super accessible. Oh, it is. Yeah, it is. And I think that like uh, now we're coming into, I mean, what we've just come, hopefully come out of and what we're going into now is um, there has been some awakening in the past couple of years. You know, since I've started channeling, there's been some catalysts on this planet that have made people go, huh? What, like what's going on? Like, this oh, is yeah, I want, right? <laughs> if you're not and, saying, huh, what's going on? <laughs> right. So um, no matter so what, also, right? Well, that also op- opens opportunity for people to kind of go, well, maybe there's something else, like rather than what I grew up with believing or rather what I grew up with knowing or like rather than, you know, the systems and the construct that we had so far maybe isn't the best one. And like I could, you know, go and see what's going on inside of me. Right. Because things like um, Claire audience or, you know, these uh, these what you can call gifts they're not um, otherworldly, right? Mm -hmm. The fact that humans can access them means they're accessible to humans, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's it's logic. Like nothing's more scientific than the fact that if someone can be psychic, in theory, everyone could train to be psychic. All we have to do is study it a little bit, figure out how to do it. We did it with running, you know, like there was a whole history of humanity where, you know, you couldn't beat the four minute mile, right? And then one guy did, and now everybody can, you know, mm-hmm. and it's do it's learnable also. But aren't some people way. just better at it than yeah, others? Of course, of course, there's people whose bodies are built for running marathons, people right. whose bodies are built for, and then there are people who with their own willpower can train to do unbelievable things as well. So it it's all really based on desire. So like, I'm fortunate that I didn't have to work to uh, fortune or not fortune. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't have to train to become a channel, right? I just naturally have that ability. And when I said, okay, let's see how this works. I was able to sort of just pick it up very quickly. Um, But if someone did have a, like, was like, oh my God, I definitely want to do that. That is what I feel like is my calling in life. And I want to, you know, bring that, that energy in. It is learnable. I don't know how to teach it because I haven't figured out how I do it. But there are people, I'm sure, who can teach it or, you know, there's like institutes now who are studying this kind of uh, ability. Mm -hmm. You know, they have 
monitored brain waves and patterns and they put, you know, connections on your brain They see, okay, what brain state does someone go into when they're channeling? What happens when they're channeling? Is this something external? Has it been studied extensively yet? Not entirely, but I don't see why in the near future it won't be even more accessible. When you're, when the vagrians come through, do they come through in a different voice? Yeah. I channel in a slightly different voice. My, my, um, my tone is like much more direct. It's uh, sharper um, and, and quite choppy. They also use vocabulary that I would never use. Right. And they don't have like, in, they don't have like an inflection in the, in the voice. It's very direct. I've also channeled with my eyes open, <laughs> but that uh, people found weird. So <laughs> I've gone back to keeping them closed when, uh, mm-hmm. when I'm channeling. But I have experimented a little bit because it's still, you know, it's still extremely new for me. So it's, you know, it's only a couple of years, three years since, uh, since I started. What is their take on the current situation that we uh, have which, found which current situation? The <laughs> whole so <many>. global <laughs> crisis, the global crises, I would okay. say, on multiple levels. Well, I'm hoping that the book that they promised um, some time ago will come through soon because it's called uh, Vagrian, A Call to Change. And it entirely answers the question that you're asking now. Um, It explains uh, what it is we're doing right now, why it is we're doing it, and what the benefit is to what we're doing. giving us a reframe as to like, you know, because their sort of underlying messages, everything is, is as it is for a reason or is as it is for the perfected reason of it needing to be that way. Um, it would be nice for them to come through and sort of explain what, what this catalyst is actually creating for us, why it's a benefit and why it's moving us towards our collective desires and goals and what we can do as individuals in it to uh, facilitate that and to help others. So, um, so they've told you they're going to come through and explain it, but they haven't yeah, quite they, done that yet. They, well, that was supposed to be the second book. Um, okay. Then, uh, then they're, God, I don't even know what's been happening. I don't like a timeline for me is a little bit um, wonky, but that was supposed to be the second book and it already exists. What they've told me is it already exists the same way the first book already existed in transmissions that I've already done, but that needs to be repuzzle pieced together. So when I put the first book together, what it was, was the first, uh, I think, nine months of transmissions or no, six months. It was the first six months of transmissions. And then they gave, they basically gave me all of the transmissions. Um, and I found myself waking up like at 4 a.m. and like, like cutting up the transmissions and like copying and like pasting them. And it all, it turned into a book like that. It was very strange because I had like, I think. 50 or 60 transmissions so like 50 or 60 hours of channeling um that ended up being all used and when they were restructured made the book that you have now which is uh vagrian seeking ends when sharing begins yeah so they said that the second book's already there it's just the question of them starting to wake me up at four in the morning and <laughs> to put it together maybe could you negotiate a different start time <laughs> oh no I just follow orders, really. I can't, like, I can't. So it's like all of a sudden you feel like, come on, knock on your head, like, let's get going. Well, because, and and the thing is, is like, I don't know what happens till, it's it's also very, um, 
maybe mystical. I don't know. Like even when I was putting together the first book, I would say, I don't, first of all, I don't remember doing it. And, um, I don't, I don't understand how it happened. I'm like, it's perplexing to me that it even happened. So I have faith now because I've worked with them before that it will be similar. So yes, I was aware I was waking up at four in the morning and I did have like the life consequences of being up at four, but it was so fluid. And it was like, there, there was just no question. You know, there was no mm. resistance on my end. I just went, okay, this is what's happening right now. And uh, I believe it's like a really beautiful way to live, frankly. Yes, it is. And I do live more my actual life like that now as well. I don't worry about stuff. And I don't, um, I don't really like get into drama as much at all as I used to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I guess when your perspective is we are all one, what matters is love. Yeah. Kindness, patience. Yeah. Then the other stuff does fall away. It's just sometimes hard to exist in that way in society, the way that society expects us to operate. Yeah. And, um, and society is failing and that's okay. You know, and it's okay to no longer live the way society expects us to, because that Mm kind of wasn't working. Yeah. It's definitely not working. (laughs) So I, I really don't, um, I don't really hold any of that as authority anymore, you know, as much as I don't need to, because, you know, it's not working mm-hmm. and it's been pretty like clearly outlined to us that it's not working. Um, so as soon as we're all like, okay, cool, it's not working. What can we create instead? Then uh, I think that we're going to be a lot better off and a little bit happier. <laughs> Hopefully a lot happier. Yeah. <laughs> Well, can we do a quick little speed round? Sure. Fun questions. Okay, great. Whatever comes to mind. Nice. Okay. Spirituality means? Spirituality means being yourself. What is something most people don't know about you? About me? Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, (laughs) let's see. What is something most people don't know about me? Uh, Don't people know about me? Anything really. Um, <laughs> I can't think of things people do know about me. Um, I, I'm also a painter. Oh. Um, yeah. And, um, I've, I've visited with aliens. I got that under my belt too. Ooh. <laughs> you, you're going to have to come on and talk about that with us. All right. <laughs> um, what is one thing you are really looking forward to right now? Um, summer holidays. What's one thing you're deeply grateful for? And my kids. What book is on your nightstand right now? Right now, it's The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. Ah, mm-hmm. people don't know The Artist's Way. It's morning pages. Yes. Right? They kind of go hand in hand. What is That's your right. favorite spiritual healing practice? Uh, spiritual healing, cord cutting. Hmm. Mm. What is the most transformative experience in your life? Um, the last chapter of my book would probably be that, where I had an experience of actually very viscerally experiencing oneness. So that's in the epilogue of of the book. Well, Jesse, thank you so much for your time today. If people want to learn about um, your book, your channeling, your services, please let us know where we can find you. Sure. Well, you can find me online at www.jpherman.com. You can get a couple of free 
chapters of the book right there. So you can, you know, have a read before you um, even go and buy anything. And uh, I'm on Instagram at Jessica Herman. So that's with a CK or Vagreen Channeling. So I have two um, accounts there. And um, yeah, I think the website's the best place to find me. So jpherman.com. Great. Thank you so much for your time today and for sharing this. Maybe we'll, I don't know, have you come back on? Do you do channeling live ever? I do do channeling live. Yes, I'm going to be doing um, channeling at the World Ufology Congress in Barcelona this September. The world what? Ufology. Oh, ufology. That is a, that's got to be a fascinating group of people. Yeah, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. And there's, I think, an uh, uh, ex-military American uh, agent who's going to come and talk about, like, uh, what he experienced with the government and UFOs and things like that. I'm looking forward to it. So I'm doing workshops there. So I do live channeling there. I do live channeling on uh, sometime on Insight Timer, which is a meditation app. And I do... um, and have done in the past group live channelings uh, just online, just on Zoom. So I might be starting that up again. Again, check my website. I love doing that stuff. So every once in a while, I get inspired to to do that sort of thing. And uh, people can book channeling sessions or healing sessions on there as well. Thank you so much, Jesse. Thank you. Like what you heard today and want to hear more? Wondering what comes next and what it all means? Head over to Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, or anywhere you get your podcasts and hit subscribe. Also, if you could take a minute to rate and review my podcast, I would really appreciate it. Stay tuned as we continue to explore life, death, and the space between.